At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Good mid-morning, Roxy Soxy. Good <laughs> mid-morning, Tam Tam. How you doing? We're doing good. What time is it? It's 11.47 over here, which means it's 11.10, 9.40. That's early for... I, wait. No, it's 12.47 over here, which means it's 10.47 for you? Yes. And I have to admit, I'm a little brain dead today because I just got back from our quote unquote, spring break, Ugh. which of course is not a break for mom and dad. When no, you it's like vacations. Kids. It's weird because Sean said to me the other day, he was like, I, he said, you know, I just don't want to go on vacation. I was like, what do you mean you don't want to go on vacation? I'm like so looking forward to vacation. He said, that's because you sit down with an effing magazine while I'm running around the, the baby. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm with Phoenix. She's, she's like, Phoenix is super okay to take care of herself. I'm I'm much better when the kids get to four or five, like, you yes. know, because I'm yes. I, I hate to run around like, you know, I took Glenn into the park this morning and I ran around her for two hours because every everything that's death, she goes toward, you know? <laughs> totally. Well, I there's the you, water, death. There she goes. <laughs> She's tipped in fate. Yeah, no, she is. You know, I think I think like 10 might be the benchmark of the age of like when you go on vacation, like when the kids are 10, then right. you can kind of maybe have more of a relaxed vacation. But until then, it is nonstop. I mean, I think yeah. I slept less on vacation this week than yes. I sleep at home because we're in a <laughs> hotel room. Oh, we also brought our three dogs with us. What the, what the hell is wrong? This does not, this sounds like a hell. This sounds like going to hell. Does not sound vacation at all. It's like, I, how do you want to like your, your fast track your ticket to the devil? <laughs> it was literally like I could, we could not catch a break. Cause if we weren't taking care of the little one, that's, we were walking the dog. That's not smart. That's I mean, smart. no, it really kind of deserve it. <laughs> Looking back on in hindsight, I'm like, um, yeah, that definitely did not make for a relaxing vacay. You know, see, I don't know how lucky I have it because mm. I still bitch, <laughs> but, um, so my husband does the mornings. So mm. I always sleep in, right? When I say sleep in, mm -hmm. I mean, now because of COVID, I wake up at like 8.30. Before it used to be like I wake up at 7. But he always does the kids in the morning. So if the kids are up at 6, he'll do the kids and he'll wake me up. I'll text him before I go to sleep and I'll say, wake me up at 7. Wake me up at 8.30. If I stay up till 2, oh. I'll be like, wake me up at 9.30. <laughs> And he's so good about that. But the reason being is he doesn't sleep very much and he's very much a morning person. So Ooh. I think if he was like a nighttime person and I was a nighttime person, we'd probably fight about it a lot. Yeah. So I do more of the nighttime routine. Like I make sure like I bath them and mm -hmm. I put them down uh, to bed. He, we both do dinners, but I feel like I don't know what I would do with myself if I didn't sleep. And we also, he also, because we have the little ones, he starts in the bed with me and then moves to the couch or moves to another room because he is too loud when he sleeps and I can't get any sleep and I, I can't function like that. 
No, I hear you. If I don't have sleep, I am not good. Like, not no, good at all. No, no. And the, you're right. Like, David, sim- you know, similarly to Sean, like, he doesn't sleep a lot. He sleeps, like, maybe right. four or five hours. Right. He's fine. He loves the morning, too. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, why can't you stand morning, morning no, people? <laughs> I can't either. I'm like, late night, all night. Like, let's hang, you know? Yeah, but, like, I can't stand it. I know, I can't stand it. But we have kind of a similar deal. Like, David is quote unquote, the morning shift and I'm the mm-hmm. night shift. But oftentimes mm-hmm. I feel like the morning also falls on. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And he freaking walks off. Yeah, that's not fair. God. See, I'm such a moody bitch that <laughs> everyone knows to stay clear of me. And I used to drink coffee. So I that's only would want to get up in the morning because I could drink coffee. I don't know if you've ever felt like <laughs> yes. I was such a coffee fiend that I I would dream about coffee. I'd think about coffee. I'd smell oh. it before I went to bed. And I'd be like, I can't wake up in the I can't wait to wake up in the morning because I get to drink my coffee. <laughs> now it's decaf, so I'm like, I don't get that buzz. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I don't really want to get up in the morning. So everyone knows just to steer clear of me because I'm not the nicest. <laughs> wait, how do you how did you kick coffee though? Because I feel like I like you. I'm so excited for it in the morning. You know, I'm like, I know it's yeah. coming. You know. Okay, so. I realized that your brain is a very powerful thing. And mm-hmm. when I had my C-section with both the kids, mm-hmm. um, with both the babies, I was more afraid to take the drugs because of how it would make me feel in the brain and fuzzy and then the anxiety mm-hmm. I'd probably get when I came off them than the pain itself. Okay. So I took no painkillers at all. At all. When I was after my C-section, I took Advil. Well, I took Advil, which I don't even know. I think that's an anti-inflammatory. Um, so my brain was, the, the, the fear was stronger mm. than the pain itself. So for coffee, coffee was starting to give me a lot of anxiety. And the fear of the anxiety for me was stronger than the love of the coffee. If that makes sense. Oh, okay. Like okay. worrying about the anxiety was like the most important thing. So uh-huh. the coffee, I was like, I don't, I don't care if I don't drink coffee or have withdrawals because I don't want to feel anxious. Like that was the most important thing to me. And that's what I believe in anything. Like if you really want to change something, you can, mm. but that thing that you want to change has to be so big that that's the only thing you see. Oh, see now this makes me want to kick myself because I, this was like maybe three years ago. Okay, let me set the scene for you. Yeah. Let me set the scene back in 1970. Hey, I wasn't even alive then. I I was just kidding. I think you'd be really old, Roxy. I think I would know. I'd be like, who is your plastic surgeon? Right, totally. Um, So... This was three years ago. Okay, so clearly remember, like, we went to the Golden Globes. It was, like, 2018. And we drank so much champagne. Because, you know, Mm. it's just free-flowing there, like, everywhere. Of course, yeah. Well, I don't know. But, (laughs) sure. I know what it's like at an event. (laughs) Totally. So, he probably had, like, 17 glasses of champagne over the course of the evening. Which is literally the worst thing you can do. Because it's, like, the most dehydrating, you know, and everything. So, the next morning, I woke up with the worst um, champagne hangover, really hangover of my life. But I woke up at the same time in the morning with the flu. So I got the flu at some point, like between like three to the day before, maybe. Are you sure it was the flu? (laughs) Well, you know, wine flu. Well, you know, it was a little flu hangover. (laughs) hangover. So I 
was like, I feel like death. Like, this is like the worst feeling I've ever had. So I didn't drink coffee. Yes, I know. And so you already detoxed from it. And I detoxed and I withdrew from it. And so I didn't drink it for like probably a good year. I switched to like green tea. Right. Then it just wasn't doing it for me. And I had to get back on the coffee train. I actually don't think coffee is bad for you. I don't. I think that, you know, the caffeine is really good for your brain in in some ways. Like if you suffer from, um, I think I have a little bit of ADHD. I don't know. It's not fully diagnosed yet. Um, But if you're like scattered, you have problems concentrating, you know, you need to be sharp. I actually don't think caffeine is terrible for you. I just think it's bad when you have things like anxiety or even depression in a way, like when it's, when it's messing up those dopamine receptors is going up and down and up and down. I think that's when you have to be careful when you have mental health issues. Although I I, I do think that, I mean, maybe coffee is helpful for depression because it does give you that little lift. It's just the crash after that. I don't know much about, Um, but anxiety, it's terrible. If you have anxiety or OCD or panic or anything like that, you should not be having caffeine. It is like literally putting gasoline onto a fire and then being like, why did the fire explode? (laughs) It's like, you just put gasoline on it. So it's like, it's, it's the number one thing that you should like that. They, they, um, someone, uh, a therapist said it was called, Um, you have to look out for cats. C is, um, C, uh, C is caffeine, A is for alcohol, T is for tobacco and S is for sugar. So all the the good things in life. I know. And like everything that I just had. (laughs) So those are the four things that really do mess up anxiety. Like for me, I do drink alcohol, have to be careful because it does bring that on. I don't have tobacco, um, caffeine, sugar. I do, but those Mm -hmm. are the things that you need to watch out for. So you have cast. I have cast. (laughs) (laughs) I have cast, 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 cast. Cops. And speaking no, of no, no, I have ah, uh, uh, I have ass, alcohol, I have ass, alcohol and sugar. I have ass, I have an ass. You still have ass. Speaking of health, let's talk about vaccines, baby. Oh let's gosh, talk about even you so and not me. talking about vaccines, but then I feel oh. like you know what? We got you know to. What? I feel like I feel like if you don't want to take the vaccine, you're prerogative. But I don't think we should be putting down people who are taking the vaccine because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that helps the people who don't want to take it, Mm -hmm. you know, because the cases become less. It means the people who don't want to take it don't theoretically have to at some point because there'll be so many people vaccinated. So I just don't want there to be sort of hate or anything like that around vaccines, because if people are getting vaccines, we should be proud of them. I agree. I agree. It should be a personal choice. And I actually posted on my Instagram. I, I did get vaccine, both doses of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I posted on Instagram and the way I sort of like worded it, because like you're saying, I want it to be, a, you know, a, each person's like personal choice. For me, it was important to get because I grew up, mm-hmm. my dad's an oncologist. I grew up in a medical mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Medi- you know, health issues. We always spoke about things like that at the dinner table. You know, like mm-hmm. we talked about our ailments and like what was going on. <laughs> You're like, hey, everyone, sit down for dinner. Now, who's got a sore back? <laughs> yeah, totally. We're like, what's bothering you today? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was really important to get, you know, I have a deep trust in doctors. I grew up, like I said, in a medical family. I have friends mm-hmm. who are doctors. So, but that doesn't mean that I don't question my doctors, that I don't do my own mm-hmm. research, mm-hmm. that I just take what people are saying, you know, for the face value. I mean, I do both. And so for me, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, 
you just, it, it wasn't like one or the other. It was like, you can do all of those things. You can also be, have a healthy lifestyle. You can eat well, you can yeah, exercise, it, definitely. You, can still, you, you can still get the vaccine and still be healthy, you know? So it's like, yeah. for me, I think it was really important to like show people that this was my choice mm-hmm. and it was important mm-hmm. for me to get, but still make your own choice at the same time. And I do think that the doctors and scientists that develop these vaccines are heroes. I mean, they truly I do. are heroes, I absolutely right? do. And I, and I keep going back, you know, I don't get the flu vaccine mm-hmm. um, just because I've had the flu many times. And um, I, I think that for me, I don't need ex- the extra vaccines for me. And I don't really get the flu often at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that polio would be around if there was not a vaccine. Yeah. And if it wasn't for science and I'm the kind of person who will totally have a headache and do a headstand and not take an Advil. Cause I am anti that overuse of those drug over the counter drugs. And, you know, if you have an ailment, here's an a- antibiotic, I would go against that always at first. But if I had sepsis, mm-hmm. I would fucking check myself into the hospital and let them do their job. Right. So that is my theory when it comes to this. I believe in science and I also believe do everything you can in a natural form first. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't work, then I believe fix the problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting my second vaccine today. I am nervous. Um, I am nervous. I'm nervous (laughs) because I'm only, I'm mainly nervous because I've heard that the second one, you can get more reaction than the first. Um, But the reason I got the vaccine and it was really one sentence. Someone said to me, it wasn't someone, it was a scientist. <laughs> research. It wasn't someone, someone off the street. Um, they said that getting complications from COVID uh-huh. is far greater mm-hmm. than getting complications from the vaccine. And after seeing my husband mm. and seeing what he went through, my choice was to, to never go through that again. Yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. And I think like you're saying, you had like a, f- a first look, like you were right there with mm-hmm. him as he, was I never thought it would that. happen to us. Yeah. Never. Cause you guys were careful, like doing everything. But he's and- young and no pre-existing yeah. conditions. And That's- he's like a great, like in great health and he had a one Oh five fever for two weeks. So yes, some people don't have that. Some people mm-hmm. have a little bit of a loss of smell and that's it, or a, a little cough, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to risk it for my family also, Mm -hmm. like my family needs me here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you just, that's the problem with this disease. You cannot tell what, how it's going to affect you. You know, Mm -hmm. you can be the healthiest person, the youngest person in the world and still end up in the hospital or worse, you know, or you can be an older person and not really get any symptoms. That's the thing. It's like, you just don't know how it's going to affect you. But I think I think you're making the right decision personally. You know, I think protecting, you know, we're parents too. We've got kids Mm -hmm. and it's like, you have to also take that into consideration when it comes Mm -hmm. to even your own health choices, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's tricky, but I mean, each person should decide on their own what's best for them, what's best for their family. But in this case, I think, you know, I think we're doing the right thing. And look, there's a lot of 
information out there. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, do the research. Like yep. if you're nervous, do the research. There's some great Instagram accounts. I wish I could remember that woman's name. She's a she's a scientist who mm-hmm. talks about what's actually in the vaccine, that the things that are in the vaccine are derived from like, you know, someone's very nervous about a specific acid that was in the vaccine, but the acid that was in the vaccine is found in, in fruits. You know, it's like, because we're not fully aware of these terms, I think they can be really, um, they can be really nerve wracking, but then when you break it down and really understand what it is and what it does, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's less scary. You know, it's like you get the vaccine, you don't get COVID, right. you, 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 you get, get the antibodies, so you get the antibodies off, it yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. And your body like reacts to it. And so then now you have the antibodies so that when you get in contact with the actual virus, it doesn't, um, it doesn't make you sick. So you don't succumb to it and you can, you know, you can fight it off. And I think that's what, I think there's so much misinformation out there about these vaccines that like people are really getting scared. So it's like making sure that when you do the research, you go to a trusted place to get your information. I wouldn't just sort of, because also anybody can call themselves a doctor on Instagram, right? Or anybody can claim that they're a professional, you know, whatever. And it's like really getting to the source, making sure it's a trusted source that's well-informed and, you know, Mm -hmm. you're getting the right, you know, information from. So that's also helpful, you know, really kind of determining where you're, what you're listening to or what you're reading, you know? I also think that, you know, there has been not as many of I've I've heard from COVID, the COVID vaccine, but there have been vaccine injuries in kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I know a couple of people have had, and then I also know so many more people who haven't, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we also need to talk about that too. Like, let's, let's open the box about like, what has happened in the past with some of these uh, vaccine injuries? Like, let's talk about, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did it happen? You know, I know even taking an Advil, it can be a reaction, but let's not hide things under right. the table. Let's talk about things that have happened to people. And then look at also the statistics of, from the things that right. haven't happened to people too. Like if you look at a, 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 a vaccine for a kid and it's got such high statistics that nothing happens, mm-hmm. um, then maybe that's your own personal choice. But we should also talk about the other side as well. Yes. And I'm not too informed on that. I just know a couple of people in my life who've, you know, their kids reacted badly to them. The kids are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also needs to be spoken about, too. I agree. hundred percent. You know, it's interesting. I was reading this article that said that women are more likely to have side effects from the vaccine than men are. Isn't that mm. interesting? I find it interesting, although I do think, and this is, <laughs> I do think that men will say that they feel worse. Oh, yes. Because they want all the sympathy. All oh, the yeah. sympathy. I'm just waiting for tomorrow. Literally, <laughs> like, we'll both have the second vaccine tonight, today, uh-huh. and he'll be in bed and I'll be looking after the kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Literally, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. When we got our second vaccine. My husband, no, you know, he had like a sore arm and I... Felt like I had the flu for 24 hours. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> you were looking after the kids. I was looking after the kids. One eye like this. Like I was like, oh my god, I have the worst headache. I'm still trying to do work and like catch her. <laughs> like oh my god. But Why yeah, no, it, that? yeah, we do. We just kind of like sack up and like you know come to the table and like deal. It's because we have periods and we give birth, and I think we're so used to, which goes to a story that I wanted to tell you about this weekend, me ending up in the ER, but it goes to like us dealing with pain constantly since we were pretty much 
had our first period, you know, like having period cramps, we're so used to pain and just dealing with it and just continuing our lives, no matter what's going on. I mean, how many times have you had the worst period pain? You've gone to a meeting and the worst period pain and like gone to a track meet or gone to the Mm -hmm. the worst period pain and like, you know, did a picture or whatever was on for me on set or you want to, you know, the red carpet, like you just continue your life, no matter how shitty you feel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, life doesn't stop because of your period, right? No, but it should for the first two days. But if men were having periods, life would oh stop. Well, yeah, it would be like the, the half the world would just stop and be like, oh, they're on their period and they've synced themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're in bed for the next seven days. We'll they're talk like, to you next week. It's it's a vacation for the world for two days every month. Three days. I bet it would three. Yeah, they'd have to have three the recovery still day. really hard. Yeah. Do you get your period less now that you have had a child? Like the the, yes. the heaviness of your period. Yes. Okay. So it used to be I had a heavy period for like seven days probably before yes. I had her. Yes. Yes. Right? Now I, it's like a four-day period and it's heavy like the first The first day two days. Yeah, yeah. Two and a half yeah. days. Yeah. And then it lightens up. And I mean, I could literally not wear like a tampon probably the last day you know, day and a half. Yeah, I know. You're just like, eh. yeah, we get it. You're like, I'm just not going to wear anything. And you're like, damn it. It's that last like trickle effect. Yeah, totally. You're like, oh, you're like, damn it. I like those underwear. Yeah, totally. Damn it. I don't know if everyone does that, but I do that. Yes. Just like, I, just, I just don't for the last couple of days. Like, oh, ruin those. <laughs> damn it. Totally. And like not to wear white pants either. Those last no, I couple always find the white pants. Have you tried the cup or no. the underwear? I've got to say, I want to try the underwear, the cup a little bit. I've not tried it, but a little bit freaks me out. I'm like, yeah, if it gets stuck or what if it falls in there, it never comes back out again. It's got, Roxy, do you know how the women like anatomy works? It stops at some point. Like you can't just keep going up there. You never know. It can make its way to your brain. I mean, and then that's it. No, at some point, like there's, there's the stopping point. There's like a no go zone. <laughs> Where is it? So you won't Where's lose it, no- it. You won't lose it. Um, I'm like, you'll find it every time you have sex. That's a no no go zone. Um, but once you hit a certain point, like it, it won't you won't get it. Although I did lose that. Remember, I lost my tampon. That one. Yes, time. and you couldn't find it. Remember, and I couldn't find it. I still don't know what happened. I'm like, I'm assuming that if I have toxic shock, I would know by now since it's been 15 years. Um, but I did lose that tampon. I really yeah, did. See, see, it could. It was in that place where it's no like no man's no man's land. That's now, funny. Have you tried the cup? No, I haven't. Does it freak you out? I don't use tampons though anymore because I've heard they're really, really not great for you. But you need to do even the natural ones. I did the organic ones. You know why? Because with my, you know, talking about menstrual cycles and hormones, it's you're not supposed to. If you think about how we're made, right? You're not supposed to be like if something's meant to flow out, right? Think like a stream of water. You're not supposed to stop it. Yeah. And that's what it's doing. You're kind of like blocking it. There's a reason behind it. And I've read many books on it and now I've forgotten what the reason is, but you're meant to actually bleed detox. out. Your body's yeah. meant to bleed out. Bleed that's out. horrible. You're meant to actually flow. That's why it's called flow. You're meant to actually flow. And there's a reason why you shouldn't stop it. I, I, I think it's just not great for the body. Um, so have you tried the underwear? No, because I don't want to, uh, you know, it's, no. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, so what do you use? This is too much. Is this too much information? Have we lost everyone at this point? Please comment if you're still here. Um, I'll just use a a pad, but I don't, I'm not a big, 
again, after I had my kids, like I'm not a big heavy, I don't, it's only like the first day or so, you know, it's really only the second day. Yeah. Really only the second day. And I make sure that I'm like hygienic and, you know, and every couple of hours or whatever, but, but I don't, I, I don't have my period like I used to. See, it must be. It also scares me. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you know, when's this going to stop? I think I've got a good 10 years, but, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely less. Huh. I wonder why that is. It must, there must be something with childbirth and like, because I've talked to other women that have had the same experience after they have kids. I have no pain either. You don't have cramps? No. Ever since I had babies. What? Well, I don't have cramps, but then I ended up in the ER this weekend. What? Okay, what happened, Tamman? Because I just started like <sighs> seeing your stories, and then I was texting you. I'm like, oh my god, she's like in the ER. You're like, why is she in the ER? Which is weird because then I think, oh god, like you know, we've been trained not to share about anything that ever happens to us because, like, you know, we should be, you know, ashamed or like we should. Mm-hmm. There's this. I feel like there's this theory that like you need to look like you're ready and healthy and able to work at all times. Right. So I, I kind of didn't even want to. Say anything, um, because I didn't want to look like I was not viable for something. I don't even know what that would be, but like for a job or work, or if someone was yeah. looking at my, you know, all of a sudden they thought that I was sick. You know, you don't want to yeah. be sick, right? Right. So I didn't want to share, but then I thought, you know what, this is such a opportunity to talk about women's health, and mm-hmm. I think that women's health should be a priority. And I didn't know what I was about to find out when this happened, and I'll tell you what I did find out. Mm-hmm. Um, about other women's experiences. So what had happened to me is I was having these really weird twisting sensations in my stomach and they were so horrific that um, they would come out of nowhere and it would feel like my intestine was twisting. That's what it, I can't even explain other than that. Like it felt like my intestine was twisting and I would be, I would be completely unable to move for about a minute. And when oh these God. things happened, they were like these weird, it, it was like the, it's almost like, Someone said it feels like the baby's crowning. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's kind yeah. of how much pain it is, right? Oh so it'd have these insane spasms and then they would go away and then they wouldn't happen for a couple of days. So I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe after I had the C-section, they just mm. put my intestines back <laughs> in wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so I was like, you know, I just chalked it up to that. Mm. And then a couple of days ago, I started having these really sharp pains and I thought, mm-hmm. oh God, you know, it's, my brain goes to like, am I pregnant? You know, cause mm-hmm. it's like, is it imp- implantation pain or something? Yes. So I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Don't, you know, let's not worry about it. Then I lost my appetite. Then I, um, every time I ate something, I started being in pain. And then I was like, okay, well, this is kind of wrong, but I was like, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'll find a doctor. Right. Don't ever put yourself as a priority. Then on Saturday, everything happened at the same time. I started getting more of those twisting sensations that wouldn't stop throughout the entire day. Mm -hmm. Um, I was getting these sharp pains. I lost my appetite. I hadn't eaten all day. And I thought, you know what? And yes, I did Google like those sensations. And and it came up bowel obstruction or twisted Mm -hmm. intestine. And the problem with that is it's pretty deadly, pretty fast. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go to the urgent care. It's open till seven and just mm-hmm. see what they say. Cause I was like, I don't want to risk anything. I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. So I get in there, it's 10 to seven and they see me and I tell him my symptoms. I didn't tell him what I thought it was. I just told oh. him my symptoms. And he's like, you're going to the ER right now. <gasps> and I said, wait, what, what do you mean? He's like, you're going to the ER right now. He's like, this sounds like a bowel obstruction. He's like, 
And what happens is they're so deadly that, you know, you could die within minutes. <gasps> I'm like, fucking great. Thanks. Thanks, guy. Um, and he's like, you'll probably end up having an operation tonight. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like, my God. like, that's what he said to me. He was so he was like, you cannot go home. So I drove myself to this hospital in Austin. Again, I don't know where we are, you know. And it yeah. was so amazing. It was such an amazing experience. Like, it was so mm. it's. I love California, but California is so big and so crazy. And there's so many people. Mm. There was like no one in the ER waiting room. Like oh, it was such an so easy nice. check-in. Mm. People were just super chill. There was like no one in the hospital. <laughs> there's not a lot of people in the hospital. They have their own COVID unit. So no one, um, someone asked me like, we around people with COVID. Yeah. They had their own units. You couldn't just go to the ER. Okay. But as I was sitting there and filling out my paper, mm. out my forms, uh, this guy walks in behind me and I'm like, oh, I wonder what, like, you know, you always go wonder like, why is he in the ER? And he goes, uh, I'm just here to pick up a body. What? To like the person at the desk. Oh. And the person at the desk was like, oh, yeah, sure. Just bring your um, br- bring your gurney in and we'll bring out the body. What? <laughs> I'm oh like thinking, I, like, like I just had this film. whole, yeah, this whole like panic about like, oh, my gosh, like what's happening? Like what if something happens to me? And like that's my, bo-? you know, it was just, whole, it was just. And then as they were bringing out the body, I just. You saw I, the body? It was, I was about to. <gasps> um, That I just like rushed into like the other side. I just didn't want to do that. No. Like, you know, I just, I'm not really good at, mm-hmm. you know, seeing things like that. Um, So then they checked me in, but I was in the hospital for like, six and a half hours. I think I checked in at 730 and I left mm-hmm. at 4 a.m. <gasps> um, So what they wanted to do is definitely check, go straight in for, um checking for that obstruction. So I had to have a CT scan. And when you have a CT scan, because I haven't had one of these, is they fill you full of iodine. I don't know if you've oh, ever had right. this, they inject iodine into your um, drip. Okay. And I reacted pretty badly to it. Like I mm. was about to vomit. I felt like really out of my body. I felt like I was going to pass out. It was not a great experience. And then it kind of dissipates. Mm. Um, so I was waiting in the room and like, I'm still having these weird, crazy pains. And I'm like, what if it's like cancer? Like, I just didn't know, you know? And then she came out and she said, you know, we didn't see a bowel obstruction, but what we did see, and then you know how you just go completely oh, no. white. Like you just go completely white. And yeah. you just went like totally cold. I was like, what did you see? They said, we saw a really large cyst in your right ovary. And I was like, I don't know what that means. So I'm like, yeah. uh, is it cancerous? Like, how, yeah. like, what is it? You know, like for, and you know how doctors come in and they're just so, you know, they don't have a yeah. lot of, it's just, it's just very up and down, you know? Yeah. Um, they're very cut and dry. Yeah. They don't have yeah. emotion on their face. <clears throat> um, she was lovely though, but yeah. And so I said, what does that mean? She said, look, it's very common in women. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, but that's what could be causing this uh, appetite loss and this, uh, you know, twisting sensations. And she said, we just have to make sure that your ovary isn't twisted. Mm-hmm. So we have to get you an ultrasound. I was like, okay, so this is like 2.30 in the morning. I was just glad that I knew what it was and it wasn't a bowel obstruction, mm-hmm. that I didn't have to go into surgery. Um, and then when the the guy came in and he was, it's weird because he was doing the ultrasound, mm. but then he was asking like questions like, you know, you didn't drink today, tonight? And I was like, no, I didn't. And he's like, you're a cheap date. And I was like, oh. you know, I don't what? know. Sometimes I'm like, why you're doing an ultrasound like yeah. in my vagina? Like, why are we, yeah. why are we talking about, and this is the things that we have to talk about. Like women, I think they get subjected to those kind right. of questions and weird things. And yes. you just, you feel so vulnerable, you know? Um, but other than that, he was, he was good at his job. And, um, and they just said, look, it could burst, which is probably going to be pretty, you know, what I've learned could be incredibly 
severe pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of now, we're just going to have to manage it and kind of hope that those sensations don't come back. And I don't know, maybe through diet. I really don't know at this point. But what I found shocking about mm-hmm. all of this is when I shared I had Roxy, probably over 2,000 people DM me about horrific stories that they have gone through um, about misdiagnosis, 20 years of struggling with oh. these types of issues and pains, endometriosis, PCOS. I just didn't even know, you know, that so many people were suffering and from like this silent, you know, disease right. because no one can see what's going on, you know? Right. And so I just put a post on my Instagram and just was like, these are the comments that other people have sent me. And like, we have to band together and talk about this and, and like raise awareness because it's unfair that women are going through this and not having any help. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you're saying, we're so used to dealing with pain, you know, that we Mm -hmm. brush it off like all the time. We're like, oh, it's something I can take care of next week. I've got to take care of my kids now or like my partner or, you know, we always don't, we never prioritize our own health, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. which is wrong. We should, I mean, we should prioritize our health, but I mean, you must've been freaking out in that. Oh yeah. I really thought, I thought, well, this has to be a bowel obstruction. There's no, there's no explanation for these weird twisting sensations and things. I thought that, or I thought cancer because loss of appetite, you know, Mm -hmm your pains, you know, of course you go to the worst case scenario. So I'm just right. really grateful that my situation wasn't as bad as it could have been. Right. Um, and I'm actually glad that it all happened there because to think about it, I would have had to do two weeks to get a CAT scan, probably right. still not know what was going on, being so scared and anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Then I would have had to do another appointment to have gotten an ultrasound. Then I would have had to do another appointment to get blood tests. So I'm just glad that it happened all at the same night. Yeah, absolutely. And thankfully you have good insurance too, which of course, I mean, I can't, Right. all of that just makes me, it's it's so sad. And yet you want to do something and you don't know what to do. Do you ever feel like that? Like I want, I want everyone to get good insurance, but how do we help? Like how, like, what do we do? Do Yeah. It's, you feel like your hands are tied, you know, it's like, how do you make that available to everybody? You know, I guess, you know, I mean, it's obviously- a human basic human, right? Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, no child, no, no parent should not be able to take their child to the hospital if they're right. suffering. Like that's a basic human, right? Yes, it is. It is. I guess it starts with voting in the people that yeah. believe in that, you know, it starts with like government and like, trying to vote people in that, you know, have the same view about, about that, about health and and insurance and taking care of people, you know? I mean, even, you know, during COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the drugs that my husband had to get cost like $10, you know, because of insurance and to not be able to get those and you're dying is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. It makes me want to cry. Like it is, you I know we fight all the time about all these different policies and I get it. But if you really sit with yourself and say, do I believe that a child should go to the hospital and be turned away because they don't have insurance? You know, I don't, I don't think anyone would say yes. Yeah. I don't think anybody would agree with that. I don't, you know, and it's, I think that's, we kind of, I think people lose track of that, like, especially in, you know, politics and in government because they're arguing over money and human life is more important than, you know, any, I think we overspend else. in so many different many areas. Then why yeah. don't we spend less in this area right? and spend more in this area? You know, it's just about right. how you spend your money. Just right. how you budgeted it, Roxy. <laughs> exactly. The old budget word. <laughs> do you ha- Do you budget? 
You know what? We recently. Whoa, you're growing up, Roxy. That's a first. I'm adulting. Um, Yes, we recently have, within the last month, we've been talking about it and like really kind of looking at where we're spending Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. trying to make cutbacks and trying to be conscious of that. Because before you know it, I feel like we spend money like without even really thinking about it. You'll be like, I just spent 300 bucks this weekend, like even today on what? Like on what? Exactly. And like online, you know, you do some online shopping. You do like. Oh, you do, do you? <laughs> oh, maybe so. Maybe Amazon. Like I do some thousand dollar online shopping <laughs> on Amazon. And it gets, it's like out of boredom half the time. It's like, oh, like, okay, I'm looking at like Amazon or whatever, like website. Like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. But I'm like, we decided to make a concerted effort to mm-hmm. budget because it doesn't make sense. Like we were looking at um, like some spending that we were doing and I'm like, why are we spending money on these things that are so unnecessary? You no, know, you don't even like how many subscriptions do you have? Oh. You end up spending $400 a month on oh, subscriptions. Yes. something ridiculous when you see what you have. Yes. Our budget is literally <laughs> I mean, don't spend money. Are, yeah. You guys are like really budgeting well right now. How? I mean, lately I feel like we spent a little more on like, food because my husband's always like food is your only enjoyment and I like really good food and what I find crazy too is like the more natural it is and the less pesticides it has the more expensive it is which is crazy to me but but I do believe that when you have less ingredients for some reason and more organic even those big stores it's more expensive than the other it's so Um, expensive yeah no we we have a goal to get the house that we want and so if that's the goal then everything else has to Changed like we've completely changed our financial situation because I'm just sick of wasting money on things that like sick of renting car like you hire lease a car right especially right. in Los Angeles because it's a it's a write off but like it is a write off but you still have to pay a portion of that you know what I mean right. so I don't know like three years of leasing a really expensive car or leasing a really inexpensive car that's just money in your pocket yeah you know. I- yeah, I actually wish that we had because we have two cars. So I w- during COVID, you know, we weren't mm-hmm. going anywhere. It was like everything was shut down. I I wish that we had actually gotten rid of one of our cars mm-hmm. because it really didn't make sense to have two cars in the middle of like a quarantine. You know, mm-hmm. what's the point? But, but I do believe if Susie Orman was here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we made drastic changes. Like. We, changed where we were living, mm-hmm. you know, changed out just pretty much every, everything. And mm-hmm. we've never done that before. And it's crazy how if you really want to get the house you want or travel the world, whatever it is, you can make it happen. You just have to sacrifice or you think mm-hmm. you have to sacrifice. But when you're in it, you're like, oh, I don't feel like I even sacrificed anything, you know? Yes. Um, and you really have to to change, make big slashes. You know what, though? There's also something to be said. I feel like, for example, living in Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, mm-hmm. we pay overpay on so everything much. Yes, on everything, on gas, on cost of living, on going out to eat, on groceries. Groceries are so expensive right now. Oh, yeah. Here, and I feel like you guys made like a very smart choice going to mm-hmm. Texas because 
Texas is, you know, still pretty affordable, you know? Although Austin is expensive. Is like it? I yeah, we were looking at houses here and I was like, they're not as high as LA, but they're high. The thing that makes it great in Texas is mm-hmm. that there's no state tax. Yes. That is the- So that big chunk that you're paying mm-hmm. to California, that's just in your bank, you know? Yeah. So that's a that's a, a massive um reason that we would potentially be stay here Mm -hmm. but also if you go a little outside of austin we're talking Mm -hmm. even 20 minutes then you're talking massive houses that are way less expensive oh and that's like the dream i mean for half the people the reason why people leave los angeles and new york is because it had become so unaffordable because you cannot find houses here that are reasonably priced i mean Mm -hmm. if I mean, you can, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, mm-hmm. but oftentimes houses that are very expensive here are still considered teardowns. Oh, $1.2 million house in California is oh. gross. Yeah, it is. Like, people it who are is. listening to this, they'll be like, what? It's gross. Like a yes. 1.2 is like a two bedroom, you yeah. know, 1,000 square feet, maybe with maybe a crappy little yard. I mean, uh-huh. back in the day, 1.2 was great, but not today. Not today. It has gone today. up so much. It has gone up so much. And it's like, what's the point? Well, the, and then we also have, you know, a lot of crime going on here. And there's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of homeless, um, mm-hmm. you know, roaming the streets here who are, it's very has it gotten sad. worse? You know, I feel like it, it, it goes in like in waves sort of, I right. mean, it's pretty bad in general. Sometimes I see that things have been cleaned up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then other times I see like sort of a new encampment and it's, I feel bad because almost oh, so many of them are mentally ill and it's like, right. they're not receiving the care that they need. Mm-hmm. And so they're sort of just left out, you know, on their own, either disposed of, or, mm-hmm. you know, of their own volition being out there and it's just you know they're not getting we're not you know doing what we need to do here mm-hmm. um so but it, it you know it makes it just hard you know you don't feel safe a lot of the time yeah. walking on the streets you know i noticed you know just i would say 6 months before we left in october things were getting really bad i was noticing like you know on the next door app around us and it was a nice area where we were there were like break-ins and people like just yes. getting hit in the head yes you know and like shot in the leg and just hor- horrible stuff i heard the story where a guy just you know disposed of his fecal matter on a woman's head and she was like had to go to the hospital for like all these different things that she potentially has now it's just shocking you know and you're right like i i was starting to not feel safe i had many times i would hike and someone would follow me oh god and it's sad because california is so pretty and it's beautiful and you know it's it's a wonderful place to live I do find that there, there are people like you who are honest about the situation. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like there's a lot of people in California who don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a friend who's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm like, it's fine. You have six people camped outside your house and you right. live on a nice street and you've right. got like six tents. Like, how can you not see that? But I think sometimes we do that to feel like we're protecting ourselves, but we're not. You have to see the issue and then try to fix it. Yeah, you gotta see, you gotta see what what's happening. And the problem is too, a lot of this, these incidents are becoming more violent. Like they're they're murders. I don't know if you heard, mm-hmm. like in West Hollywood, no. I believe it was two oh. weeks ago. There was a st- uh, homeless guy got into an altercation with a homeowner there. They both ended up dead. <gasps> the, the homeless guy stabbed the homeowner to death, and then the homeless guy slit his own throat. 
Yeah. In West Hollywood, in which West if you Hollywood. don't know, if you don't live in Los Angeles, is a lovely, lovely area. Yes. I heard about the one in Beverly Hills where the guy came in with a gun and for mm-hmm. someone's watch. Yes, at, at one of the, the top restaurants in Beverly Beautiful Hills. Beautiful restaurant in Beverly Beautiful Hills. restaurant, yeah. And demanded to watch. I guess the, the person fought back and the guy ended up shooting one of the people in the leg. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a... A whole thing. Thankfully, nobody died from that. But like, yeah, still, that's in the middle of Beverly Hills, you know? Mm. Yeah, California needs to get its act together. I believe it will. I think it's I just going to so. take a little bit of time. It's a beautiful place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't feel that there's definitely here in Austin, there's definitely a few areas, but my yoga is right outside an area where there's a lot of, uh, there is an encampment and I've oh, never well. been bothered once. Okay. Um, but you don't see that here mm-hmm. in, well, I'm sure you can, but not a lot in Texas, especially where we are. Um, mm-hmm. And it feels safer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I say that, but it does feel safer. You yeah, know, I feel like Los Angeles is yeah. kind of what New York used to be. Yeah, it you is. You know, New York was kind of like a little sketchy. Yes, yes. And but the, and now New York is, you know, also going through some tough times, you know, as right. far as like the crime and everything too. It's sort mm-hmm. of like these places are reverting back and San Francisco has been pretty bad. Plus there's been a lot of these, um, you know, racial hatred attacks on people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what the climate right now with everything is just really, it's, it's not good, but do mm-hmm. you see homeless people in Austin or not really? Only under the bridge. Okay. Okay. Um, from where I can see the, mm-hmm. under the bridge, when you go downtown, there is an encampment there. And then there's an encampment um, just as my yoga studio random <laughs> um, on a place called Cesar Chavez. But that's the only maybe there's a couple more, but the, mm-hmm. it's just not as obvious. It's not like, you know, I used to drive to my friend's house from, you know, to Silver Lake to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And there's some like really nice areas like when you go through that area. Um uh, of Los Feliz and mm. there was homeless on every corner. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you're driving, it's like, there's three people, five people, 10 people, one person. It's just, it's just the whole way to her right. house is just homeless, homeless, like tent cities. Like it's, it's really bad. And oftentimes you see people sort of shouting and like, you know, you don't know what the, the bathroom. Yes. Yes. You don't know what people's mentality is, you know, when yeah. it makes it unsafe to like, just be, you know, on foot, like walking down the street. And it's just so sad. I just feel yeah. like there has to be a way, you know, they always, they always say like, don't give a guy a fish, give him the, you know, fishing rod to fish so they can learn how to do it themselves. But when you're on drugs, it's like, how do you yeah. even, how do you even reason with someone who's so far gone from being on drugs? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get them off drugs? How do you help them? How? Like, and in, unless you do that, you can't really fix the other problem. Yeah. And they say, you know, like nobody, people don't want help. They have to want help themselves to actually make it be successful. So I don't know Yeah, if they don't want help, you know, what do you do? You know, we no. really ran the gamut. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, I'm like, oh, we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> and here we go. We literally covered. Yeah. <laughs> and what the greatest part about this podcast is like, I don't even realize there's a microphone. <laughs> I honestly feel like we just recorded a conversation of you and I talking. Like the other yes. day, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you when I was in the hospital. But you were like, I'm I'm with my whatever. And I was like, no, you weren't. You just didn't want to talk to me. But, um, Not at all. But, no. Yeah. But like sometimes I just want to talk to you. But I feel like yes. we just recorded a conversation that you and I would have on the yes. phone. Yes. This is like totally a girlfriend's conversation. You know, it's totally. like, 
things you would just say. And it's like, that's what, that's, that's what makes a great girls night is you cover like deep yeah. topics, funny topics. You have a laugh, you have a cry, you know, it's you see like each other's boobs, Yeah, you know, <laughs> but not for sexual purposes, <laughs> yeah. just because you're like, Oh, do you like, do you see this one? This one's smaller yeah. than this one. <laughs> are they pointing too far out or are they pointing Imagine too far Imagine guys out? doing that. They'd be like, I, I don't know about this. It like hangs <laughs> to the right a bit. The person would be like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at well, my we balls. We don't care. No, no. Are so different. It's so different. So different. It's such a like communal, like we're like a community of women, you know, it's like mm-hmm. we have to have our girlfriends, like we have to be around each other. Guys are just like, hey man, did you see the game? Like, you know, <laughs> let's grab a beer. <laughs> you know? like, and then what do they talk about when they're drinking beer? The game? Like, yeah, exactly. Or they're like, oh, like checking some girl out that walks by. They're like, <laughs> if my husband did that, I would <sighs> literally kill him. Oh my God. I would, would you? David does that? No. No. He, but I can tell when he looks like he doesn't say anything, but I can tell when like he it catches his eye because. Yeah. He's... And I guess they're human, but I, I think Sean's been so trained, but I, he's like, look straight, look straight, look straight. Whereas I'll see like a pretty girl, a cute guy. And I'll be like, oh, pretty, he's cute. I'll tell him that. I if he was like... cute, I'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Would you not say that? No, I definitely have said that. Like, I'm like, oh, that guy's like attractive, but it's funny. David, like you're saying, that's funny because David does not say, he doesn't say like, oh my God, that girl's hot. But like in front of him, I have said, oh my God, that guy's like so good looking or whatever. Like I'll say that if the girl is too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say the girls. If he he better not agree. (laughs) Yeah. If he said, if he said she's really cute. Uh I would say, what would you say? I would say, really? Are you sure about that? I just try to like I'm so insecure. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, but she's probably like just a shitty person now. <laughs> you're like, like oh awful. yeah, but she doesn't want to have sex, or but yeah, but she's probably a shitty person. Like, she's probably not even that talented. Like yeah, I, totally. Very good, like ton, tons of like family issues or whatever. <laughs> just to make myself feel better. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. It's so true yeah. though. You know, that's what we do. Like, I don't want to. You know, I had a girl, and then oh. we should go soon, but I had a girl um, message me. She's oh. an influencer, and she's an actress. And she oh. said, hey, you should audition for this role because I just auditioned for it, and you're perfect for it. <gasps> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that is so nice because actresses don't do that because they want to get the jobs themselves. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'd probably find it hard. Like, wouldn't you find it hard to tell someone else there's a job out there that they're perfect for? that you want like imagine there's another hosting job that you auditioned for would you tell your hosting friends hey margaret (laughs) (laughs) hey margaret that's such a weird name hey margaret i just uh went for a hosting gig you'd also be perfect for it you should try out would you say that no because that's like i know you don't want them to get the job but you should what we don't why are we can because the best person will get the job but then i also think well if what if I auditioned for this role and i got it but she was the first choice but you do you know what i mean like yeah could I have taken the job from her? Oh, that's a good point to think Meaning about. Meaning like if she if she didn't tell me, mm-hmm. I could have taken the job from her. So maybe she shouldn't have told me. Or maybe is it the other way? If she did tell me the best person wins the job and if she had got it, then she's the best person for it. But that is like a fully like evolved person <laughs> that can sit there and say, yeah, hey, uh, you should go in for this like gig too, you know, like. 
it's just not human nature, I think. I know, Especially, it's not, but it's what we should be doing. We should be supporting each other. It's true, but our business is really competitive. You know, I guess it's just like if I get if I got that job, did I take yeah. food out of her kids' mouths, or was I just the best person for the job? Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I could see that, but it's just so hard. I think we've also been trained as women mm-hmm. to be like, you know, to not support each other, which is so not right. You know. You're right. Yeah. We should be empowering each other and we should be. Now, if there was a job that like I wasn't right for, I would mm-hmm. totally tell the person. Right. Or if like uh, there was a hosting gig, I'm not a host, like right. I would tell you. Totally. But if it was an acting job for a girl that's like green eyed, dark haired, <laughs> five, six. Your twin. <laughs> like two young kids, Australian, but moved to la then went to austin i mean it would have to be a very specific person to like be all those things but i probably wouldn't tell them no because why would you you know or at least maybe if you went in first and then like whatever it didn't pan up then maybe i just don't think i would pick my competition if i didn't have to i feel like there's enough competition out there yeah Maybe if we all did that, then there'd be more jobs because the universe would just give it back to you. Yeah, you're right. But there are a lot of people like I've had other like hosts and like reporter people be like, oh, yeah, you should totally go out for, you know, this gig or whatever. And they have presented it to me. And I feel it makes me feel bad because I'm like, God, would I do the same? I know the whole time. I was you like, know, oh, gosh, maybe I shouldn't audition for it. <laughs> <Right>. Totally. <laughs> It's I know, so it's not it's not a good mentality, but maybe maybe we'll be evolved one day, Roxy. Yes, one day, one day, one day in one the future. Day. Well, you're born in 1917, so <laughs> I know. Do you, you have you a like- long time. You look very good. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm uh, coming up on my hundred and fourteenth birthday. That's beautiful. See, yes. I know technology my- really worked well for you, <laughs> right? Don't you think? Like uh, the eye those, cream those and fillers the- are great. Nip and tuck. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I saw an, we have to go, but I saw an influencer friend Um, of mine and I think you know who it is because we spoke about it on the podcast. Yes. She got her chin done. (gasps) No, no, not her chin. She wanted her jawline to look more, um, she wanted the fat off her jawline to go away, but she's got no fat on her jawline. Really? So what did she have done? More like filler? She probably got got lipo on there. I don't know. I mean, each to their own, but I'm like, she was beautiful before and you wouldn't even notice, but you know what? If it makes her feel better. I guess she, she's going to do it. Right. Yeah. To each his own. To each his own. I can't wait to get my entire body. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things I would definitely like that would make me feel uh, a lot just, better. I'm just, the belly is just something that never goes away on me. But so. then if you get the belly, do you have to do the boobs? Cause you're there. Yeah, I guess you, but that's all. That's for- such, I feel like that's a really hard recovery. Yeah, it is. And it maybe just the li- maybe a lift. So it's like at least. Well, yeah, lift. but a lift and the stomach is a hard recovery. Like I'm assuming that's yeah. a lot of pain. It's a lot of pain. You probably can't. Yeah, you probably can't do much for like an extended period of time. Yeah. But then I think if I ever got my stomach done, I'd probably want to do both because you're there. Yeah, might as well. If you're under, you're under, you know. Ugh, so when are we doing this? I know. <laughs> We need to book it next week. <laughs> well, well, Roxy, you're going to therapy soon. I'm so proud of you. So proud. Roxy's in therapy. Did you do my app? I haven't seen them for two weeks. So Tim. I did. We ended up. Yes, we looked at the app. And then my husband was like, wait, should we check our insurance and see if it's covered? <gasps> so we checked. It was covered. So we ended up going to this guy. He's a he's a couples counselor, but 
he also sees people singly. So we had a first session, couple session last week. And now That's this great. And how much did you have to pay for it? Covered by insurance. Covered. Okay. Well, I've never had anything covered by insurance for therapy. So can you please send me yes. details? <laughs> I will send you the details. Absolutely. But I, um, I, do we have to be on the same insurance though? What do you? Oh, I don't know. Well, he Maybe. takes like a variety of insurance. So. Okay. Well, send me the information. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I could I be saving it. a lot of money. I will do it. But no, we had the first um, session last week and already I feel a difference. Like I feel like we're more conscious. Sometimes you just need to talk to awareness. Yeah. To Third a, person. Yes. And just to have that, just to even hear each other too. You need that Definitely. other person there. You know? Definitely. So I'm in, I'm in. Okay, Roxy Sexy. Well, right. go have good therapy. <laughs> Thank you. And then go have good sex. Yeah. And I'm going to get my second vaccine. Woo! You have to call me and let me know. I'm going All to. I'm things. so nervous. No, you're going to I'm not nervous me. of the shot. I just don't want to feel sick. I have no time for that. You just have the Tylenol ready. <laughs> no. Did you take Tylenol? I did. I took Tylenol the next day because I had a, like, a little bit of a fever and like body aches and like chills yeah. yeah it kind of felt like when you have a virus like when you but got when you took the tylenol did it help yes yes because it stopped like that achy yeah thing, and it brought the fever down it's worth okay. it okay. and i just took i think i took two doses and it was fine okay so you good girl in camera <laughs> okay love well, thanks guys for listening and don't yes. forget to follow us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top Facebook. Oh, wait, Women on Top Podcast yes. on Facebook. And we also have a group on Clubhouse. Women on Top. We do. And don't forget um, to and don't forget to rate, subscribe, comment. Comment. <laughs> and I am Tamin Sursock. And I am Roxy Manning. Our women. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.